The Lunch with Legs podcast is a proud sponsor of the 2015 Mason-Dixie Burlesque Tour, starring Ula Uberbusen, Hazel Honeysuckle, and Deanna Danger. Mason-Dixie Burlesque is a touring burlesque troupe dedicated to bringing their special brand of sass and class to towns all across America. This spring, they'll embark on their fourth and most ambitious tour, a four-week loop of the Midwest and South. They'll be visiting numerous cities, including Washington, D.C., Richmond, Raleigh, Asheville, Atlanta, Auburn, Mobile, New Orleans, Houston, Austin, Dallas, Oklahoma City, Kansas City, St. Louis, Indianapolis, Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, and Roanoke. To learn more about these lovely ladies and this fabulous burlesque tour, please do visit them on Facebook, on Twitter, and most importantly, on their website, MasonDixieBurlesque.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Lunch with Legs. Legs Malone here wishing you all a very warm and excited hello. We have a legend of burlesque on today's episode, and not just any legend. She is the Canadian legend of burlesque, the first one that has been uh, recognized thus far. Her name is Judith Stein, and she is fantastic. I'm not going to wait. Uh, I, I, I rather I cannot wait to be able to speak with her a little bit longer. We had a an abbreviated uh, interview, but it was the perfect intro to this woman and a scant handful of her very wild stories. Judith Stein is an acclaimed international performer and entertainer who was inducted into the Burlesque Hall of Fame in Las Vegas as Canada's only legend of burlesque. There have been a couple legends who have surfaced since, but Judith was the first. She is a proud supporter of the Canadian Association of Burlesque Entertainers, the Vancouver Burlesque Festival, the Alberta Burlesque Alliance, and many, many more Canadian homegrown burlesque uh, endeavors, shall we say. Uh, Judith per- continues to perform and mentor, and she was actually here in New York City for her first ever New York performance, which still blows my mind. And uh, she, I have a feeling she'll be back, but she travels all over the U.S. She is going to be the star of an upcoming documentary. She talks about it a little bit in the interview. But if you don't yet know Judith Stein, just go ahead and Google Judith Stein Burlesque. This woman is, she's amazing. And I'm still just glowing from our interview. And... I guess the requisite, uh, before we get started, the requisite request to please go to our website, lunchwithlegs.com. If you are loving this podcast, do please feel free to donate what you wish to uh, further our endeavors here at Lunch With Legs. Myself and Dave put a lot of work and love into this podcast, and we are so grateful for all of the feedback and promotions and shout-outs that we get. And uh, I'm still so tickled pink about our brand new recorder uh, because it's the fanciest thing I've seen all year. Okay, so without further ado, please go ahead, get nice and comfortable. Go ahead and get get extra comfortable for this one. Give, give yourself that treat because Judith is a real, real gift. Pour yourself a sup- cup of something good and get ready for the mama beaver of 
Canadian burlesque, the one and only Judith Stein. Judith Stein, what an honor to have you on Lunch With Legs. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy New York trip for uh, to come and, well, actually, for to allow me to come to you <laughs> and talk. Um, it is such an honor to have, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are the Grand Beaver of Canadian burlesque. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also known as the Canadian legend of burlesque, yes, according to the yes, Burlesque Hall yes, of Fame. Yes, but um, I seem to... Have got the uh, the title of the Grand Beaver thanks to Burgundy Bricks. <laughs> we were trying to find a tagline years ago, and the Beaver is a Canadian um, animal, so that's a, I'm the Grand Beaver, or otherwise known as Mama Beave. I've I've seen Mama Beave and Mama Beaver on yeah. uh, shouted out to quite yeah. a few times on the internet. All right, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Now this is your first trip to New York City, which I'm st- I still can't wrap my mind around. Um, how has it been? Have you had a good time? I've had a great time. It's. I feel like, I, I, you know, I've traveled a lot. I travel around the world. But for the last 25 years, I've been living out in a small town in the mountains. And uh, so coming here, or coming to any city, I'm always like, wow. <laughs> you know, and uh, how do people live? And uh, it's just been great. You know, I've hit the... Uh, the secondhand stores. Um, I got myself a beautiful raccoon coat. Um, oh my gosh! Um, of course, I hit the uh, Schmattis area, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm a seamstress, and uh, the shows. The shows were just great. Yeah, they, you headlined the the yeah, Legends of Burlesque. Yeah, I was show. like, I'm headlining in New York City. <laughs> whoa, you know, like whoa. We check that off the bucket list. Yeah, it was like. And I'm like up on stage, and it's like, I'm in New York. I'm in New York. Yeah, I'm in New York City. And it was just like, it was thrilling. It was like really, really thrilling. And everyone's been so lovely and gracious. And uh, yeah, you know, yesterday I went down to Times Square on my own, took the the subway by myself, you know, and uh, just wandered around Times Square. And it was like, Okay, this is really New York. Yeah, you know, uh, I missed all the museums. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking as an art history major, it's not fine. Well, but I'm it's an fine. art history major. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, I should be doing this, but I was like, later. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, those artworks aren't going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just been great, and staying with um, Tiny and David. And it's been great. You know, they've been most gracious in putting up with me. And uh, as I wander in and out and having a cigarette. And, uh, yeah, it's just been great. And the kids were, it was so lovely the night of the performance to see like all these people that I never see. You know, yeah. you're in New York, I'm in Nelson, BC. Wow. Right. But it was just great. Yeah. Oh. I would love, we have an unfortunately eclipsed amount of time as you're a very popular woman, uh-huh. um, but I would love to um, hear you talk about how you got started in burlesque, because uh-huh. uh, I, I have done my research, but I would love to hear it from, from in your me? words, yes. Um, I was doing my degree, and um, I was just so done with school, and uh, I was married, there is a Mr. Stein in the world somewhere. <laughs> And uh, he said, why don't you just take off and go travel for a while? And I'd never really traveled on my own either. And uh, 
So there I was with my backpack, like I'm a little hippie chick, <laughs> and um, hitchhiked around the British Isles and landed in London, living with uh, three gay men who were in theatre. How fabulous. And um, so that was interesting, and, and I had long blonde hair down to my butt, right? And so they used to dress me up oh and God. do my makeup and do my hair, and off we go to the gay bars, the boy bars, right? And... One of them got a job as a male stripper in Egypt or something. He said, why don't you try this? And it was like, no, because I was like a radical little feminist. <laughs> and, oh, I couldn't possibly. So I got home back to Eugene, Oregon, where I was going to school, and I didn't have any money to go to school. And uh, someone said, they're hiring topless go-go girls. And I went, I couldn't possibly do that. But I ended up doing that, and uh, I had to audition, and you danced to one song with your top on, and your second song, you took your top off, and by the second song, I'm going, yeah, I'm good, <laughs> I'm, I'm good, this is fun. So, um, yeah, and it was like, you know, and then you put your top back on, and you flog drinks, mm. and um, I wasn't a very good waitress, and uh because we could do table dances too, and I was I was good at table dancing, right? So they bumped me upstairs, which was a showroom, and it was mostly mm -hmm. strippers from San Francisco and um, Portland, Oregon, and uh, people like Madame X, and there were a couple of drag queens. I seem to have spent a lot of time with drag queens. <laughs> um, and so we would go-go in between, and I'm watching them, and it was like, you know, we're supposed to be go-going in a little pair of panties and a little bra. And the next thing I know, I've got, like, little panties, a little bra, a little jacket, and then it's a little bra, a little panties, a little jacket, a little bow tie. <laughs> uh, and finally the stripper said, why aren't you stripping? And it was like, oh, I don't know. They said, you can make $500 a week, which was good money, right? And you get to travel. And I got the travel bug. Mm. And it was like, okay. You know, so then um, they set me up with an agent. And she said, you want to go to Alaska and you can make your money so you can buy some costumes. So I went to Alaska for six months. Oh, my God. And that was great. Oh, it was during king crab season. Ooh. There was about... Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it must have, you know, like there are boatloads of, upon boatloads of all these gorgeous young California men, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think there were like six strippers or six go-go girls and four hookers on this little tiny island, right? <laughs> and, you know, eating king crab every night. Oh, my God. You know? And it was like we would go to the boats after work with the hookers, right? We'd eat king crab. Then the hookers, you know, we would go and the hookers did their job, right? Mm -hmm. And it was all, we worked together, basically, yeah. right? And uh, and that was a good lesson to learn also. Um, so, yeah, I got enough money to, and I did a few things when I was in Anchorage. I became a bouncer um, in a club. Oh, my God. And it was because these big guys that come off the, the pipeline or the trap line would, like, cash in their pockets just like loads of it and uh, they'd get drunk and we had these big men bouncers and of course they'd ask them to leave and then it was a fight 
Right. So I went to my boss and I said, I'd really like to be a bouncer. He said, get out of here. <laughs> I, know, I said, no, seriously, let me bounce for a night. He said, okay, you're working for free. So I had my little suit on, the hair was up, and you know, and you'd see some guy, and you, you know, and they come off the pipeline, honey, or off the trap lines. They stink. Uh, yeah, I can they imagine. haven't had baths for yeah. So you'd sit down beside one, and you know, buy me a drink, and we'd talk a little bit, and I'd say, and they'd be getting loaded, and I'd say, listen, honey, you know, let me walk you to the door. You know, and it was like, I say, yeah. Let me walk you to the door. And it was like, is any, okay. Oh. Yeah. So the first time this happened, it was one guy said, I've got, like, I think it was like $60,000 in cash in his pocket, right? Jesus. He said, I've got my poke. And I said, okay, what do you want to do? He said, can I leave it with you? And I said, uh, no, but let's put it, we'll put it in the safe in the bar, behind the bar. So I sat up at the bar and, you know, and I counted out the money and I peeled off, like, I think it was 100 bucks for a cab, 200 for a girl, um, 300 for a shower and shave, right? Um, and a little note in his pocket saying, your poke's at Papa oh Joe's, see the bartender. And put him in a cab, right? And off he'd go. The next morning, this guy would show up. You didn't recognize because he'd had a shit shower and shave and clean clothes <laughs> and and the whole nine yards. Count back out his money, right? He'd peel off like a thousand for the bartender and a thousand for me. Wow! And the word got around that they could do that. So it was like, okay, yeah, that was my little side business. Wow! Yeah, and it was like because up in the north, it's it's different. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's all about survival. Mm. It's cold up there. You know, if you see someone stuck on the side of the road, you pick them up. Yeah, because they'll freeze to death. They'll freeze to death, right? <sighs> and I just liked it. You know, they were just hard-working, hard-working boys. You know, and, and I got that. And I'd, I'd worked on boats also, you know. So it was like, okay. So, yeah, that was... And so... Came back down and went to San Francisco, and there was um, a designer named B.B. Hughes, who had been an old vaudevillian stripper, right? And I didn't know what I wanted, right? So she made me this glorious pink gown with the pink duster with all the ruffles mm. and and the whole set. It was like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, <laughs> And I had one show that was kind of in the making and I had like a 1940s dress and a big hat you know it was like some dress I got at the thrift store and stuck some sequins on it right and I had a, a tuxedo jacket that I got at the thrift store and stuck some sequins on it and so away I went and uh, so my first gig was with a woman and the San Francisco girls talk about her a lot. She was our mentor. It was a woman named Tori Lynn. Mm -hmm. And I met her, we were going on a gig to Spokane and uh, I showed up at the at the airport and I've got like a pair of nice jeans on and I think at that time we were wearing fry boots, mm -hmm. right? And a, and a suit jacket and, 
And she looked, and there she's standing, and she's like in the suit. I swear to God, that woman would wear two hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with the furs going on, right, in oh, the heels, wow. and the matched luggage. And she said, is that how you're going, honey? And I said, what? Yeah. She said, let me tell you. She said, when you go on the road, she said, I want you to get yourself a good traveling suit. You get matched luggage. When you get off that plane... How much are you getting a, a week? You know, I think it was like three hundred. She said, "Then when you get off that plane, you look like you're worth three hundred. You look like you're worth five hundred. Mm. Yeah, you have your makeup on because they would pick you up at the airport, of course." And I remembered that, right? And that's what I tried to do. And even if I wasn't the feature, I always got the best hotel room. Wow. You know, and it was like, oh, okay, you're a professional. Yeah, so it was like all about being professional. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. and um, so that was, and so then from then on, I worked a bit in San Francisco to sort of get my my chops with Holiday O'Hara mm -hmm. and Tori Tori Lynn, and uh, Isis Star was around. I danced with Isis Star's husband. We did an wow. adagio, and uh, Velvet Ice was around, right, and. Uh, so I got my ass kicked around San Francisco, and I was like, that's not the color of lipstick you wear. And I remember Tori Lynn pulling out this red Revlon lipstick, and she said, this is what you wear, honey, it's cocksucker red. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it, yeah. So, yeah, once I sort of got my chops, and then I started heading out, and I think the, one of the first places that sent me was Hawaii, Wow. And um, that's where I learned all about the hustling of champagne and the bee drinking. And and it was like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And then they sent me to Guam. And uh, you know, the agent called me and when I was in Hawaii, and I think I've been dancing like four months. He said, do you want to go to Guam? And I thought it was like an out island of Hawaii. And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like six hours later oh, and coming man. down this little airport where like... The sheep are running off the, you know, the, the goats and the sheep are running off the airport. And so, yeah, I worked at Guam, and I, I love Guam. And uh, so then it was like, come back, you know, and, and I was living in San Francisco at that time. And to, you know, work the Sutter Theater, no, I guess it was the Palace Theater. You know, and it was like in between the dirty movies and guys jacking off in the front row. Oh, my and, God. You know, and I'm like... <laughs> you know, and he's, you know, I went running back and and the stage. I said, "There's a guy jacking off in the back, in the front row." Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, you know, somebody should make him stop. And everyone laughed at me. And they said, "Oh yeah, we know who that is. We all have a contest to see who can get him off." <laughs> you know? Oh I was my like, god! What am I doing here? You know? Okay, you know? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was a trip. It was like you know. But on the other hand, it was like, it was really kind of neat because like I'd been sort of a hippie in Oregon, a hippie in Toronto, and and all of a sudden it was like, I found it fascinating because I'm meeting like pimps and whores wow. and sex changes and yeah, like all these people that quote unquote sex worker underground kind of stuff and it was yeah. like, whoa, you know, and, and I'm... I really like knowing what's going on in people's heads, mm -hmm. like where they're coming from, right? 
and uh, so it was like, an, you know, a bit of a jerk, or not a jerk, but, you know, like, I ask people, like, I'm not afraid to ask people, yeah, and uh, I was working in Boston with this woman who had just had a sex change, mm-hmm. and there were quite a few back in the day of sex changes, and uh, I remember this woman, we were working in Boston, and and she had just had her change, right? And she was dancing. And so one night we were sitting in the dressing room and there was no one there. And she said, can I ask a favor of you? And I said, yeah, what do you need? She said, I've never really seen a pussy. <gasps> she said, um, could I show you mine to just make sure it's Oh right? my gosh, oh my gosh. And I went... Okay. <laughs> because I would not spread my legs, right? Right, like, right, right. And so anyway, here we are sitting on the floor with our feet on this mirror, like the floor-to-ceiling oh mirror, you know, going, yeah, that looks right. Yeah, you know. And the only difference was with, it was like her pubic bone wasn't as high as ours. Wow, but apart from that. Yeah, it, yeah. So, you know, that wow. was, you know, so you, you learned all this weird-ass stuff that, you know, I guess we're honored to learn. Of course. I mean, that there would be no other way to have learned that back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, like, explained how it worked, how it worked for her, you know, and I'm going, well, you know, and basically it's their penis inside out. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you know, and it was like, and and she said, yeah, well, you guys don't have nerve endings on the inside of your vagina. We do. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want a God sex change. damn it. I want a sex change. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wow. and it was like, you know, just meeting, just meeting people. I used to, I was working in Miami, and I scored a houseboat, which is about four blocks from where I was working, right? Oh, and man. So I'd be walking home, and it was like the corner of 79th and Biscayne, which is a rough area, right? And I'd be walking home with those long blonde hair and the eyelashes on, passing all these black hookers, right? And they were like, <laughs> you know, and it was like giving me attitude the whole way. And finally one night I stopped, and I said, what the fuck? And they went... You know, what you doing, bitch? You know, blah, 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 you know, and it was like, I said, okay, I'm a stripper. I work there. I got a houseboat there. And I said, you know, I walk here every night about this time, right? And if you're smart, you know, you'll be cool. And they said, why? And I said, well, watch this. So I walked over to the corner and hooked up my skirt, stuck out my thumb, and six cars stopped. Oh, my God. I said, all right, bitch, get to work. Right? And, yes. Yeah, and they were like, okay, yeah, okay, you'd be all right, honey. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got to go hang out at the, the hooker bar with them after work, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, hey, you know, it's cool, it's cool, you know? Wow. And they go, it's slow tonight, Judith, you know? So I... <laughs> work your magic. Yeah, I'd work it. <laughs> so they took me to church in Miami, and yeah, wow. and it was great. It was fun. Yeah, 
Oh my gosh. Now, fast forwarding, um, you were telling me this story before we started recording, but um, you got to know the Burlesque Hall of Fame sort of relatively recently, I mean, within the last six years. Yeah. Um, how could you uh, recount how you came to know about it and how it was getting to the madness that is Beehoff, a.k.a. Burlesque Hall of Fame, for those listening who don't Beehoff, know what that is? Um, yeah, I'm sitting in my little town, Nelson, B.C., and um, people are asking me what it was like to be a stripper and, you know, oh my God, and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, they and I thought, well, maybe I'll just teach a class, you know, just sort of like let the normies have a wing at it, you know, just for the fun of it. And uh, so... I went on the internet and I found, typed in burlesque and Joe Weldon's name came up. And so I emailed her and I went, oh my God. And she goes, oh my God, you know, like, why aren't you at Beehoff? And I was like, what's that? <laughs> right. And so she started telling me about it and I Googled it and it was like, holy fuck. Yeah, here we go. Right. So, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go to Beehoff. I want, you know, I had no idea what it was about. I had nothing. I just didn't know. I got on a plane and I went, you know, and it was at the Palms, which wasn't the best venue. But I got there and I walked in and there was Annie Fanny, who I was on the road a lot with. And Annie Fanny came for Christmas dinner at my parents' place. Oh and my God. Uh, And Holiday O'Hara. Right, and Satan's Angel, and that crew, and they're going, Judith, and I'm going, fuck yeah. Because when was the last time you had seen them? 25, 30 years ago. Damn. And were you expecting to see them at no, all? No, I had no idea what oh, it was about. Oh my I just God. saw, you know, I saw a bunch of kids running around in like 1940s clothes and eyelashes, and I figured, well, okay, I'm in the right place, <laughs> right, and... Uh, so that was that was just great, and then Annie Fanny um, introduced me to Burgundy Bricks, and Burgundy works out of Vancouver. And Annie said, "Judith is a Canadian; she's a Canadian legend." So that's how I ended up being the Canadian legend. And then, um, so then I did a show. So that was great. And I'm sort of okay, whatever that means, right? And uh, so then I get a call from the Cheesecake Burlesque who are coming to play in my little town's theater. And they said, would, do you want to be on stage? Would, would you perform? And it was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. So then I had to run around and get a costume and call my girlfriend who lives in Vegas and she's a costume maker. And I was like, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, and so I got this costume, which is real traditional, which is not my scene at all. Mm -hmm. And so I did a show. And then I'm walking out on stage, and everybody in town, everybody that I ski with, who have said, you know, that knew I, I outed myself a long time ago. And uh, so then I'm going, oh, they're going to go, yeah, okay, so how good was she? And it was like, you know, all this shit. You know, like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> But I got out there, and it wasn't the greatest show, but it was okay, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they called me and asked me if I would do the Vancouver Burlesque Festival. And it was like, okay. And it was a bigger stage, and by this point, it was like, 
I still don't like the show. You know, I don't like the music, I don't like the costume, but I'll do it. It's mm -hmm. traditional. And uh, Tigger was there. And he went, Hell yeah, Judith, you gotta be in the legend show. You gotta be in the legend show. And I went, uh... <laughs> and I said, Give me a couple of years. Let me figure this out. Right. And he said, Okay, when you're ready, let me know. Right. So I sat on it for a couple of years. I think one one year I didn't go. And um, so then it was, okay, legend show. What am I going to do? And I went, you know what? Everyone else is doing glove stockings panels. That was never my scene. One of my favorite shows was with the long pants. Mm. I like that show. It's different. It's comedic. You know, it's kind of goofy, and I think it's good for me to do that stuff. So some of the kids who aren't that comfortable, yeah, being glamorous can do shtick, mm -hmm. right? So I did that, and people were just like, you know, and it went over, and it was fun, and I felt great, and uh, Tony Elling was all over me she, and I love Tony <laughs> you know and uh, so that was that was neat and I was like okay this is what I'm gonna do right and then I had some medical issues and I took a couple years off where I didn't perform at all and uh, I see last February I came back and I performed in New Mexico Albuquerque oh wow and that was a great show and uh, so I'm doing my baggy pants and uh I'm getting ready to go on stage and sitting behind, standing behind me, all dressed and ready to go, who were following me were the stage door Johnnies. Oh, yes. And I'm going, oh my God. <laughs> and I hope I can do this. <laughs> and I got on that stage and it was like, and all of a sudden it was like, bang, I'm on. Ah, right. Yes. And I came back in the stage door Johnnies were just going, whoa, Judith, whoa, <laughs> you know, like, whoa, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Really? Like, these guys are like trained dancers. I said, I'm just an old stripper. Like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you know, so that was great. So, wow. So, yeah, and um, Ophelia invited me to Minneapolis, and that was great. And I, I've done Edmonton and Calgary a couple times and Vancouver, you know, and it's just like, okay, you know. I'm enjoying this, and then coming to New York, and it was like... I was going to say, and coming to New York. And yeah. coming to New York, and I was like... <laughs> and I have a bunch of friends who are musicians back in, in Nelson, right? And I was like running around the... We have like a... It's like a dance hall, right? That it's really great, and everybody goes Friday night. It's for seniors. It's from 6 o'clock till 9 o'clock at night, Amazing. right? With live music. All right, so I'm running around to all these guys going... Who kind of went, oh, yeah, well, she was a peeler, right? And I'm going, I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York. <laughs> yeah, and they're all going, whoa, you know. And, like, you know, one of the guys is, like, uh, the sound tech for Prince. You know, they, some of these guys are, like, hot shit, right? And it was like, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to New York, you know, and just totally thrilled. Yeah. Like absolutely thrilled. It was like, okay, if I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, and it was just great. So oh. you know, I'm I'm delighted.
Oh, I'm I I am I I'm I'm so happy that you're here, and I hope that you you keep coming back. Well, that's it. I mean, well, minimally annually, minimally. I would like that. I would like that. Yeah, I got. A, I was talking to Darlinda, and I said, with a name like Judith Stein, why can't I be in the Hanukkah show? Uh, yeah, <laughs> for starters. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yeah, so that's December, so you could spend all of December here, although no, I'm sure December's beautiful in Canada. Uh, yeah, that's about when the ski hill opens. Oh, uh, yeah, wouldn't want to wouldn't wanna rob you yeah, that, because yeah, yeah, skiing yeah, here yeah. is pretty shitty. Yeah. I'm not yeah, going to lie. Yeah. yeah, are you a skier? Uh, I was growing up. Uh, okay, where? Yeah. Uh, around, actually, outside of New York City. Um, I Cascos, Vermont? No, even closer than that. Um, it was. It used to be called Sterling Forest. It's now called Tuxedo Ridge. It's tiny. I mean, it is not... Yeah, well, that's like my hill. You guys... Exactly. Yeah, you guys, it would be like, oh, that's a nice mole hill. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. I ski, where I ski, it's called um, Whitewater. And we've got, like, a lot of good terrain, right? Well, but BC is stunning for skiing. I oh, mean, yeah. With yeah. Whistler just up the way. And yeah. No, we don't even bother with You don't even bother. Well, you probably have something equally spectacular yeah, in like, your backyard. You know, if I'm not, you know, if I can't ski powder, I ain't skiing, honey. Right. And it's like we have lots of terrain, so lots of trees. We can go backcountry. You know, if we have to wait on the lift... For longer than two minutes during the week, we all get pissed off. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's it's not real big, it's not real fancy. You know, there's like a lodge with really good food and really wow. good beer. You know, and I ski with a crew that's sixty and up, yes. and they're all like hot shit skiers. I'm sure. Yeah, you know, we're doing trees, we're doing hard trees. Yeah, wow. just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, oh, man. Well, yeah. maybe next time you come, we can organize a trip up to Killington. That's some uh, of the better okay. skiing on the East well, Coast. Well, you just have to come to BC. Oh, well, with pleasure. I've been up there a handful of times. And in fact, on you have name-checked both Joe Weldon and Burgundy Bricks, and I've interviewed both of them for this podcast. Joe was, I think, episode number three, and I interviewed Burgundy and the professor. I want to say that was like episode 11-ish. I can't even remember. Anyway, I did interview both of them. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, anytime I can get to Vancouver, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I will. I well, will. I'll tell you a story. It's a funny story about, like, Vancouver, what I've said to the kids. And and actually, I sort of put it out. I have a, a site called The Art of Burlesque that I, on Facebook, right? And so it's sort of like, okay, if you need to get away, you know, this is where I live, and um, a couple of the Vancouver kids come out and just sort of hung out at my house. And if it's in the summer, you get to sleep in the tent. Oh. You know, and uh, one of the girls, Deja Vu, she's fairly new to Vancouver and to, to BC, and she called me up and she said, what are you doing for Christmas, Mama? I said, having you here. Oh, and So she came out and we had Christmas together. And uh, August Wilde, she's going, I really need to come and hang out with you. And it's like, okay, you know, I have a little house, I have a couch. You know, that's bottom line, but let me take you to the, the hot springs. You oh. know, and just Mama Beeb's house, this is where you can hang out, you know, go for walks in the, in the mountains. And oh, it's, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, so, and I've told these two that to come. Yeah, and, Absolutely. you know, my door is open. Oh, 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, what the fuck? I'll come, I'll come knock on it one of these days, I promise. Bring your skis or come oh, in yes. the summer. Yeah, we got like lakes and rivers you can swim in. Right, and uh, hot oh springs god. up the road. Oh my god! And you can bear us just about anywhere on the beach. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Deja got here, and it was like the guys in in our town, like guys your age and stuff like that, are all like, you know, with the good beards and oh yeah, hunks, yeah, and I'm sure. Yeah, Those I, Canadian countrymen. Oh yeah. Well, I'm. I, my son is turning. My stepson is turning forty this year wow. in June, and him and his buddy. And I've known them since they were like twelve years old, right? And uh, I said, and they they said, well, we want to go do something. I said, come to Behoff. Yes. <gasps> I said you would be up to your ass in alligators. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that uh, agreed. And completely. these guys are like, you know, um, Ryan as a shipbuilder works on oh like building Lord. sailboats, right? Aaron is like a journeyman carpenter, you know, up on the pipelines. Yeah, both, you know, rugged, you know, got the beards going on oh. and sweethearts. They would get, oh my God. They would get eaten up and spit out. Yep, and then eaten up again. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, Bihoff is definitely one of those places uh, where for any non burlesque native to go if they are if they really enjoy a great time letting their hair down, especially if they are single, it does not matter, male or female. Yeah, yeah. You will get snapped up. That yeah. is one yeah. of Oh my lord! Yeah, Beehoff is definitely the destination for it's like the exotic bird sort of roost, where it's like this annual migration where all these exotic birds come, and then there's all these very happy other birds crazy. that get to benefit, right? And it's like everyone's totally fucking crazy, and everyone absolutely gets, gets Blessedly way too drunk. drunk, always. Yeah, and it's like a little of this, and you uh-huh. know, I, I was walking um, for two years. I been miked. There's a Canadian crew that's doing a film on the burlesque legend. Oh, brilliant. And I'm one of them. And uh, so anyway, I'm walking around and I run into another legend who said to me, want to do a line? And I went, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so off we go to the bathroom, right? And it was like chop, chop, chop on the back of the toilet, you know, do a whiff, right? Oh, that was pretty good. Better do another one, chop, chop, chop. Did another wave, came back out and realized I was still mic'd. <gasps> oh, shit! And these, it's, fortunately, it's three women who are doing it. Oh, right? my And they were, God. I said, delete that. Yeah, <laughs> that does not need to be. Yeah, and but they laughed. They said, we're really tempted to, because that was classic. And I oh said, no, please delete God. it. But yeah, they, um, let's see, they've been traveling around. They've done Tony Elling, um, Camille Sands. Uh, me, Holiday O'Hara. Um, they want to do Annie Fanny, but she may be going to like Thailand or something. Um, else? Anyway, what they're doing is like they've sort of talked to us and sat in on the legend. You know, when I taught a class and and that kind of stuff at Beehoff. And then last fall, they came to my house, and they're coming to our houses. And wow. it's like what our lives are really like. Mm-hmm. 
right? And so, you know, they got shots of me out in the garden in my rubber boots, you know, pulling up beets. Wow. You know, and uh, just sort of like, you know, making oh, a call. You know, I sew, right? I make mm. um, vintage nightgowns. Oh, yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, the Victorian nightgowns. And so... Uh, you know, I'm sewing, putting those together, and and Aaron, my stepson, came over and and talked about what it was like to have all of a sudden have a stripper who was your stepmother. You know, when you're like 12 <laughs> or 13. You know, and he said it was great because all her friends would come visit, right? And it was like, and he, I remember he had a wall full of pictures. Wow. You know, and I said, you know, just give him head and shoulder shots. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, but they're all signed, like, call me when you get pubic hair and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. So that was, yeah, they spent four days in Nelson and just sort of checking out, you know, this little, yeah, because most of the legends live in the city. Wow. Right. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that was really neat. So, and I guess they're going to do, um, they're going to show it at Hop just for the people that were in it. Oh, cool. A little private screening? Yeah. And then um, I guess it's doing the film circuit and the film Wow. And then, Do you know what the is, the, is the project titled yet? Yeah. It's, um, oh, Jesus. It's done by Ramaru. Okay. Yeah, check her out. Rama Roo? Yeah. R-O-U-X? No. Um, R-M, R-A-M-A, um, and then R-U. She's East oh, okay. Indian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and she's lovely, you know. I don't know what the title was, you know. Oh, no, it's And fine. the thing was, too, is they're paying, they're paying us. Okay. You know, so now I've got to the place where it's like, you know, somebody came up to me and said, oh, I'm doing a film, and I said, well, okay. There's a number of people doing films. I want you to check and see what's happening with Ramaru, if there's anything, you know. You know, she gets my first priority because she paid me $1,000. Yeah. You know, and so these kids come in and they say, oh, we, you know, we're doing something totally different. I said, pay me. Yeah. You know, if you're, you know, if we're doing that, yeah. And there's been a couple that said, oh, well, you know, we're putting the money into a benefit and it's like I'm on old age security yeah I'm, I'm pay the benefit. legends just pay the legends period yeah yeah, yeah. you know so so that, yeah so it's been cool and I'm having fun and it's you know get to come to New York and mm -hmm. hang out with David yeah. <laughs> my intrepid producer keeping his quiet quiet self <laughs> Silently laughing. It is my goal to somehow get your voice on this podcast, Dave. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> so where would I find this podcast? Um, you can find it at uh, lunchwithlegs.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Uh, so you can subscribe. Um, I think we've got like three episodes before yours. Two, maybe two. You'll okay. be the third. So, And I will I will definitely be in touch and be letting you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, send when it to me on Facebook. Because oh, absolutely. I am, I am like... Uh, a computer let out. Oh, I was going to say, um, how if people want to learn about you, if people want to come find you, is Facebook the best place? Yeah, Judith Stein. Judith Stein. The Art of Burlesque. And the Art of Burlesque. Yeah, or just Judith Stein. Like, The Art of Burlesque is um, it's just a group that I put together, and, and it's like, um, 
you can't post anything. I post stuff, and it, it, what I find is like funny or relevant. Yeah, you know, or you know, somebody's, you know, casting for a show. I put that up. You know, um, stuff that I find is just absurd, or you know, it was like last week. It was like, holy shit, I'm going to New York. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. So and. Yeah, but just send it to Judah Stein. Yeah. And then, you know, I can switch it over. Cool. Yeah, it's just, it keeps down the chatter. Of course, yeah, and, and there's, yeah, yeah. And I know, you know how that goes. Absolutely, and Facebook chatter is Like, brutal. I really don't give a shit what you had for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, yeah absolutely. Facebook is insidious yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now you, I know you're about to have um, the illustrious Amber Ray come pick you up for lunch momentarily. Before she gets here, I just want to, I guess my 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 final question would be, what are some of your what are some of Judith Stein's words of wisdom? Uh, if there's anything you would like to uh, offer up to my listening audience, uh, be they burlesque performers or not, be be it a performative tip, be it. What, whatever whatever comes to mind when I say words of wisdom, I know whatever that brings up for you is going to be perfect. The more you applaud, the better it comes off. Hmm. The more you applaud, the faster it comes off. <laughs> if you don't applaud, we wonder what you're doing with your hands. <laughs> and there is a tax on self-entertainment. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that one down and quoting you on that. Okay. <laughs> or keep your knickers dry, girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have fun. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's. Um, that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I try to express that. It's like, you know, you can have dance lessons, you know, acting lessons, the whole nine yards. It helps for burlesque. But what burlesque is, is it's entertainment. So you dance with your heart. Yeah. Yeah, that's the bottom line. It's like, you know, you're entertaining. Yeah. It was like the old, you know, the legends, none of us were like dance trained or anything like that. It was like we're flying by the seat of our pants, but we were wearing a thong. I have all sorts of great quotes like that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you can think of a couple more, I, I, I well, no, I'm trying to write a book. <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You'll, we'll we'll save it for that print. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, I'm trying to write a book. Oh please. Yeah. <laughs> you are writing a book. I am writing a book. It's just not on paper and not stuff yet. like that. But yeah, all in due time. Huh? All in due time. But do please write it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um. I, you know, it's like when I think about like all the funny shit that happened to me or all the outrageous stuff, it's like, oh my God, you know, oh my God, you know, I'm going to be writing for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because I've had some like really funny stuff happen to me. I've had some outrageous stuff happen to me. I'm sure. Yeah. And it's just like, and I want to tell it all. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially as the protagonist's. You know, mm-hmm. you know, as they as they pass on, mm-hmm. you know, then it yeah. becomes fair game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, 
Yeah, Annie, Fanny, and I were both talking about that. And she goes, ah, oh, fuck, you know, Annie. You know, I was like, ah, oh, fuck, you know. It's got time to write a book. <laughs> but she did her first gig, apparently. Really? When was that? Um, Over New Year's. They opened a new club in Chicago or Cleveland. Oh, wow. And she opened the club. It's a burlesque club. Oh, my gosh. Which is great because... You know, she, she was having a hard time getting... She's always been big, right? But she's been dropping a lot of weight. And, like, that was one of the reasons she was in a wheelchair, you know, because her legs yeah. were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's, yeah, she's hilarious. <laughs> she is, I'll never forget the year at uh, the Palms, which was not the greatest year yeah. um, for performances. I, I actually, that was my first year, and yet only year performing. I performed on the Thursday night. Okay. Uh, and I, we had to ride the freight elevator because the elevators were so overwhelmed. Yes. Um, and Annie was on the freight elevator and she goosed the elevator guy. And he must have been maybe 22. And he... He he froze and turned bright red, and she I can't remember exactly what she said, but we were all just laughing and oh, laughing and laughing. She's hilarious. Oh, she's a piece of work. Oh yeah. Well, it was like yeah, we were working in Ontario, and God, we had done about six weeks. Her and she used to travel with the guy before um, her partner, and uh, so anyway, we're working somewhere, and and it's like we're closing down for Christmas, right? And I said, what are you guys doing for Christmas? And they said, oh, well, we're just going to have Christmas in the hotel. You know? So I called up my mother and I said, can I bring two friends home? And I, you know, farm family, you know, everyone comes for, for Christmas, right? So anyway, it was like about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, like dinner was at 6, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was knock, knock, knock on the door. And I said to my mom and dad, you know, I'm inviting these two friends, they're both strippers. And, and they said, fine, you know, and... My mom opens the door, and there's Annie Fanny, and my mother's like, <laughs> right. So they come in, and Annie's got, like, roses for my mom, and a bottle of scotch for my dad, you know, and all this. Thing. And she walks by, and my mother goes, <laughs> and I say, yeah, you know, definitely, yeah, yeah. And it was just great. And she always, every time she goes, Whenever he meets her, she goes, and Judith Stein had me to her family's house for Christmas one year, you know, and it was just, it was great. And she said, and I tried to be good. I only had two plates. I said, <laughs> I said, my mother loved you that you had two plates. She, you know, and I think my mother sent her home with like, you know, the leftovers or something. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, there's some good stories, you know, that just... Oh. Yeah. I really hope that you can just start writing them down or even yeah. get like a little recorder. I tried to do it. that. I tried, and it was like, all of a sudden, no, it didn't sound like me. I can write. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, you know, talking into the stupid thing. Because then you have to listen to your own voice. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not really into it. You know, it's like if I'm talking to somebody, then great. Yeah. You know, and basically I can write like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but like... Yeah. Yeah, we already tried that. <laughs> <laughs> did that, moving on. Yeah, I did that. Been there, done that. Been yeah. there, done that. Totally. Or the t-shirt wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't want to wrap this up, but I, I feel we have to just so we don't get um, interrupted by, you know, a ye old Brooklyn doorbell. Yeah. Um, but thank you for, A, 
being who you are, uh, be coming to New York City, being willing to travel all the way down oh, to yeah. this wild urban tundra, or opposite <laughs> of tundra, um, and also just for taking some time out of your remaining hours here for this trip to speak with me and, uh, you know, just, just to share yourself. I'm delighted. And I, I cannot, will you be at Behoff this year? Yes. Fantastic. Will you be performing? I think so. <gasps> oh, I hope so. Yeah, oh, I've I been so. uh, patting David Bishop's bum a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's not uh, having a problem with that no, in the no, least. No. He took me to a gay bar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right, on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, after we had a great Church time. of Deletion. great, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So, that's yeah. brilliant. So, and I thank you guys, and I thank the Burlesque world for allowing me and my my sister legends mm. just to be part of it oh, know, we, it, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys well you might have been but <laughs> we might have been we would be a lot less informed with a lot less uh rich of a background provided for us to draw inspiration from and build off of okay Okay, I get that. That was well said. Thank my you. Goodness. I'm, I'm full of words. Yes, you are. I like that. Girl after my own heart. Who, what, you want to hear my story? <laughs> are you sure I have 16 hours and unlimited tapes? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but thank you so much, Judith. And safe trip back to Canada. All right. And I look forward to having you on this podcast again very soon. All right. And thank you. Thank you, New York. And thank you, Burlesque. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And there you have it, folks. The fabulous Judith Stein, all the way from Canada, recorded here in Dave's living room in Brooklyn. If you want to keep up with Judith, go ahead, go to Facebook, look for The Art of Burlesque, friend her, follow her, and uh, go to Behoff if you know what's good for you. Even if you're just happening upon this podcast out of the blue, just go to Behoff. Trust me on this. Just just go. Uh, I really hope that Judith will be performing because, man, any time that we get to see Judith perform, it is a huge treat. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Hope you are all well and warm and staying healthy. Looking forward to bringing you lots of more exciting episodes to come. Thanks again. Be good to you. You deserve it. Sending you all lots of love. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.